everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And we're at minute nine, which in which we find out at the very beginning of the minute what William's eighth grade science project was. Yes. A working rainforest that Mike threw out a third floor window. Now, I have a question about that. Was that at the school? I guess. They have three floors on their school? I guess. I'm trying to picture when Preston goes into Huntington High. That seemed like a two-story school. I'm wondering if this if this science fair was in some sort of other building. That's possible. That Mike was at? Well, so that's what that when you were like, was this at their school? I'm like, I can't imagine that Mike would have been to like the state science fair. Right. A second location. Is it possible that Mike stole the project, took it to a secondary location that had a third floor and chucked it? Mm, that that sounds right. That sounds that sounds uh, fairly correct. Yeah, I don't know what that secondary location might be, but surely there are third floor buildings in Huntington Hills, USA. Presumably, probably California. <laughs> right, Pencil, California. Yes. <laughs> so, and then I have this minute going through. You are Grand Moff Tarkin, and you are Bo. We'll find out tomorrow. Bo Duke, Bo Derek, Bo Diddley. Who knows? I don't. <laughs> not right now not right now not yet all right so we talked about exhibit a exhibit b is an eye patch william wore for a month after mike beamed him with a raisin in home ec. yes first of all wow that is nice shot mike i guess yep i mean that's impressive yeah you because you have to hit the eye just right to uh i personally like to imagine that mike had a slingshot Mm. Um, or like flicked it maybe yeah and maybe it was a raisin that he had been like it had like been on the floor for a really long time oh and it was not like a soft squishy raisin it was like one of the hard little crunchy stale old gross ones like a raisin bran raisin yeah right no those are good they have sugar on them no they are very good (laughs) i like raisin bran maybe i'm a weirdo but i do too i know i love them i love raisin bran I put raisin bran. I put raisins in my honey bunches of oats with almonds because I, I love raisin bran so much. Interesting. It's really good. That sounds really good. Yeah, they also make raisin bran with almonds, which is the same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Anyways, uh, <laughs> breakfast. Breakfast meals can't hardly wait. Breakfast. Yeah. So then, uh, one of my favorite quotes from this uh, from this movie is what he says was the aftermath of of having to wear that eye patch. Uh-huh. My parents took me to a 3D film festival. I saw no third dimension. <laughs> Which sort of feels like why did his parents do that? <laughs> I had surely they already had tickets, right? Right, but like why would they take him? Or the, like or they I mean like didn't know. Maybe his parents are like they just don't get him. So they're like this sounds like something that William would think is I keep wanting right. to call him Mike. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I think because of Stranger Things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He has a very Mike from Stranger Things feel. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, he kind of looks like Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. They have yeah. like a very similar like facial structure and stuff. Yeah. Kind of a hawk nose yeah, a little bit. A little like bit. a Like a, a very like sharp nose point yeah. sort of deal. 
I also th- would would love if uh, William's parents were sort of I don't know oh you have uh, you know how Sherlock on Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. his parents were like just normal people yeah they were just like plain normal people that happen to have brilliant children yeah I would love that yeah and they're like oh we're still going to the 3D film festival right yeah and he's like I guess and they're like come on we got tickets and he's just like sitting there not having fun yeah because he has to watch it with one eye yeah. No third dimension. I do like the image of 3D glasses over an eye patch mm-hmm. is fun too, though. Yep. <laughs> and then who could forget the pudding incident? Which is not labeled as Exhibit C, but I did call it Exhibit C. Yes. Even though it wasn't labeled as such. Yes. It's not expounded upon. It is evidenced by uh, a pair of jeans with a brown stain near where the butt is. Mm-hmm. So I took, a, I have two guesses. One is something I hadn't thought about before I took my notes, which was maybe Mike put laxatives into William's pudding. Oh, I had not thought that at all. Or that he smeared pudding on William's chair so it looked like he had had an accident. Yeah. Which is what I've always thought. Yeah, I I figured that or he like stuck a pudding cup under William's butt as he was sitting down or something. Right. It's a weird thing to have kept those jeans. Like I know it feels as hate fire, but like... It's a weird thing to have kept all of these things. You're going to keep your broken science project that no longer functions because it went kersplat. You're going to keep an eye patch that ruined the 3D film festival for you. Right. And you're going to keep jeans that have... I'm assuming that it was chocolate pudding on the pants because now I will say I have never had someone mix laxatives into my pudding and made me shit my pants but denim is pretty thick right and I would think and this stain is like on there on the outside I would assume that if that was actual feces those pants would have been washed right probably not kept agreed but at least washed to the point where the stain would not go through to the outside quite so much. I agree with that assessment. Yes. I think Mike somehow made sure that William sat in pudding and so everyone else yeah. uh, thought that he pooped his pants. Right. Which doesn't make sense. Because it's given on the what you outside. just said. But high right. schoolers. Possibly, mid- possibly middle schoolers. <laughs> right. right. Given Yeah. Because we have at least, we have until, we have uh, from... Presumably 12th grade to second grade. Yeah. Um, so it could have even been elementary school. Yeah, except the pants looked like they were not kid pants. Yeah. I only have one other note for this minute because I imagine you, well, I know that we have at least two actors to meet. Right. I'm assuming that's today. Do you, yes. Is your, uh, is your note a connection to a previous podcast? You know, it is. <laughs> my my note is that one guy looks like Richard Ayoade. Is that not the connection that you were expecting? It is not. Can you refresh me on who Richard Ayoade is? It's uh, Moss from the IT crowd. Right. It's like the hair and the Actually, glasses yeah. and the, yeah. the expression yeah. on his face. He's like Moss Jr. Yeah. Is that seriously your note? That is my note. I swear that one guy looks like Richard Ayoade. Interesting, because um, William uh, finishes this this monologue uh, by saying, "Tonight is the night that we take that we strike back. Tonight is our Independence uh-huh. Night, which is a direct reference to Independence uh-huh. Day uh, from a speech given by Bill Pullman." Yes, 
who is all who which is our newsies connection yes that didn't strike me as being as important as this guy looks like this other guy (laughs) fair point fair point i also thought it was very interesting because uh independence day had come out less than two years prior okay so it was like it wasn't even like oh yeah remember independence day it was like remember this current other movie that very recently Uh came out (laughs) okay so so we have two uh so we we, he turns to talk to the people he's been addressing this whole time Mm -hmm. they are labeled as one of my favorite credits of all time uh x file one and x file two where file is spelled with a ph so it's like there it's an x files Mm -hmm. reference but also they love the X-Files. I actually wonder if fans of the X-Files refer to themselves as X-Files. Probably. I would not be surprised Probably. if they did. Uh, so X-File number one uh, is the one wearing the truth is out there on his shirt. He has the brown curly hair and Aaron thinks he looks like Moss from the IT yes. crowd. This is a uh, an actor named Joel Michaeli. Uh, his, his last name is w- what your answer would be if someone, if you asked how someone was acting and they were acting like someone named Michael. Okay. He was acting very Michael-y. So it's the name Michael with a Y at the end. Correct. Okay. Uh, so his top three, uh, he was he played a character named Raymond in Rules of Attraction. Okay. Um, he This was his second one. And then he played a character named Joel, which is also his name, in the movie But I'm a Cheerleader, uh, which is a very oh. good movie. It's intense, but uh, it, it's, wor- it's definitely worth watching. And there's a lot of fu- sort of future stars in it, too. And he is going to show up in uh, something we're going to talk about in a little bit in uh, in next minute, too. Um, he's in okay. something else that I'm going to talk about uh, later. Okay. So then X-File number two, who's, who is wearing another X-File shirt, which says, Trust No One, uh, he is the one with greasy blonde hair. And he is played by a man named Jay Paulson. Uh, his top three, uh, he was Chaplin Tapman in the recent Hulu uh, Catch-22 TV show. Okay. He played a man or a person named Oles, O-H-L-S, in a movie called I Am the Night. Um, okay. And then he played a character named Adam Whitman on three episodes of Mad Men. Okay. He was also in 12 episodes of Sybil Shepard's sitcom Sybil and 19 episodes of the television show that I don't know what it's about, but it's called October Road. Um, and one of his pieces of trivia is that even though they were both in, um, I think he, they were both in American Horror Story, um, they are not related. He is not related to Sarah Paulson. So. Oh, okay. Um, he was in American though, Horror Story. Who did? Who I, was he in American Horror Story? Does it say? Let, let me look up. Hold on one sec. I did not write it down. It, I may be remembering Sarah Paulson was the person that he wasn't related to, but let me just see if I can find that real quick. I mean, I sure, I'm sure I can. He didn't exactly have like a a huge role. Hold on. This oh, okay. Is... So it's entirely possible that I won't you, remember. Yeah, it's possible you won't know. All right, but I can do this real quick. Hold on one sec. He was in... Oh, no. Nope. He was on Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which also had Sarah Paulson in it. Got it. Uh, he played a deputy in uh, the one of the only... Uh, it was a two-part episode that I do remember uh, really enjoying... Because uh, it had John Goodman as a judge, and he was very good. But um, okay. Anyways, so that was the ep- that was the show that they said uh, they aren't related. So okay. I apologize. He, uh, Sarah Paulson is so intrinsically related to American Horror Story for me that I forgot yeah, that she'd done uh, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> and then uh, my next note is uh, X-File 1 has a Hoberman sphere on his head when we see him, which is that expandable sort of connects, like it, it shrinks into sort of a small ball, but you can make it into a large sphere. Mm-hmm. Um which I associate with uh, my tenure at the uh, educational toy store, Zany Brainy. Um, sure. Which we sold a lot of them. We had some hanging from the ceilings, and I for sure put them on my head like he did and sort of expand it into a helmet and retract it. So it's like, whoa, um, that is for sure I'm, something I did. I'm pretty sure that I have seen you do that on more than one occasion yeah. at that store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess the last thing that I have, uh, I think he assigns himself before he assigns them. So he assigns himself in the diagram of the plan as I think that's Hellboy. I couldn't get a great look, but I think that is the okay. comic book character Hellboy. Uh, interestingly, in one of the movies of Hellboy, he was played by David Harbour, who plays Hop on Stranger Things. So that's a fun okay. little connection there. But also, he he has been played by um, the guy that um, was on uh, Sons of Anarchy that was like the, the, the patriarch of the family. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yes, yes, yes. I, I haven't seen Hellboy, but I have seen Sons of Anarchy, and Ron Perlman is great. And he's yeah. also killing it on Twitter right now. Yeah, that's why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> yeah. I, I recently saw him absolutely destroying on on uh, on Twitter against like yeah. um, white supremacists. Yeah. So uh, Hellboy is a comic book character. I didn't look him up, but he's you, he has his own title. You can go look him up. He's in movies and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, Grand Moff Tarkin is a character who is in the first Star Wars movie, Episode Four: A New Hope. Uh, he also is in Rogue One. Um, yes. So she says as though she knows that <laughs> he was played by Peter Cushing. And then, uh, Peter Cushing, uh, was sort of a big, serious British actor. Um, one of several serious British actors that were in this silly, low budget sci-fi movie, uh, called Star Wars. Um, yes. Yeah. So that is all I have for this. Yes. Minute. Yeah. So they're going to go over the plan. They're going to set up behind the pool house. This is me, your Grand Moff Tarkin. You are Bo something. Right. Uh, uh, XP2, X-File 2 uh, is going to be, is assigned Grand Moff Tarkin um, yes. in this minute. So, And XP1 is going to be Bo whoever. Right. So. Okay. Okay. Um, so we have social media. Yeah. We as a podcast are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. Individually, I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. And I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a bunch of other great shows, one of which we're going to drop a trailer for at the end of this episode. Absolutely. I think that's it for today. Yep. You want to find out what this plan is? Absolutely. That they have? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Okay, well, let's wrap up this episode and go start recording the next one. I can't hardly wait. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.
PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday.